up, guys? We got DJ Baxter here. <laughs> DJ Aaron over here. We're doing uh, part two of our karaoke discussion and women. whatever else we decide yeah, to talk about. We're gonna let it morph. We're gonna let it morph. Perfect. So welcome back. Yeah. Uh, enjoy the the insanity that we <laughs> live in every day. We're in a mood. I will we warn are. you. It's great. It's and a, we're completely sober, slightly caffeinated. One hundred percent. Oh. Caffeine. That's what it was. That's yes, what it was. You're definitely. welcome. Everybody. It was my coffee. And actually, I've been on a little bit of a cleanse, so I feel like it's hitting me a little bit stronger. Awesome. Mm-hmm. It's fun for you guys. It is. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's dig in. Yeah. Um, on the break, we were just talking about the different dynamics in karaoke between like the different scenes. So where you have like a party karaoke, the type where everybody's like standing up, um, almost like concert feel, or mm-hmm. like it, it sort of ends up feeling to me like just a DJ night, yes. except that there's people singing. It's just a complete sing-along night. Yeah. Um, and really high energy, mm-hmm. like, and and what that looks like compared to, like, a lounge style where yeah. people are just sitting and drinking and, you know, the rotation is Very happening. Very chill, yeah. Yeah. Um, which, which did you really experience? Like, what was Utah for you? So Salt Lake City, Utah, Green Pig, ooh-ooh. <laughs> um... I would say mine was kind of a mixture, but definitely more on the party side because so Green Pig did not have a dance floor. So there were tables and but, you know, people that culture Mm -hmm. is not a huge like let's get up and dance like Mm -hmm. they they don't. And this is a a broad term, obviously, but um, people weren't comfortable just getting out and being crazy and doing all the things that they would want to do. Just generally more reserved. Generally more reserved, for okay. sure. So that for them, they would sit, but they would get rowdy at their tables, mm-hmm. right? So um, within their little safety bubble. Yes, there was there was all these um, just jam packed tables, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean, even my mind still goes back to like COVID. We yeah. had we had crazy nights before COVID, but once COVID happened. Like everybody kind of had to stay. We had plexiglass between. Ugh. It was it was rough. It was a rough time, and karaoke sucked. Um, I, I don't even want to get into that. Like that's well, karaoke is kind of like a group sport, and it's tough to do when the group is like sectioned off. Did you ever do the microphone cover things? The masks for the mic briefly, and I hated that. The we just call them <laughs> mic condoms. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is a topic in and of itself, which I did not mean to bring up, but I mean, we could delve into well, it. We're if here you want. now. Okay. All right. So. We we bulk bought these mm-hmm. the the mic masks and then yeah. you had to keep your mask okay and you would take it off and, and then you, you would, would put it back it. on when it was your turn okay um, and then I had to wipe down the mic between every single one <sighs> and yeah it was jeez I mean did you like sanitizer stations all over and everything everywhere yeah um, do I think that we contributed to the spread of COVID I do. <laughs> I do, I do. Uh, but you know, oh, you man. it's you got to have your fix. I mean, entertainment is one thing that people still need, even if they're broke or depressed yeah. or whatever. Like it does not stop. The show must go on. So, mm-hmm. um, but definitely, my show was much. We had high energy, and we had a lot of sing-alongs because yeah. it was so busy that you couldn't get a lot of songs in. Okay. So I would say it was both, but definitely more on the party rock. Nice the party rock side. Yeah. So did you find folks typically would like when it came there when it came their time to like request a song, they would typically be asking to sing things that were like 
generally party songs that they knew other people would like get into and sing along with too yeah i think people they wanted to feel the synergy of the crowd like Uh that is what drew people to my show because they wanted to vibe with all the people people they came to perform Mm -hmm. we had a good mix like we had the performers that would come and they would just knock your socks off with how amazing they were and i and you know obviously everybody loves that everybody wants to be entertained right but then we would mix it in with the crowd pleasers and the synergy things and we just yeah. we just rode that wave. Like if you have a good mix, mm-hmm. like you can have both and it can just be revolving and it's like as a as a host, as a DJ, like it's our job to help create that that flow. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, that's one thing that that I take very seriously. Like, yeah. you know, I think about it. It's not just, oh, everybody just comes in and picks their song and it's just like whatever. Like right. You, you have to think about it mm-hmm. and yet you, you do have to put in the work. So yeah. it's all about the in-between songs. It's about the comments that you say. Mm-hmm. It's about how you move your your crowd. Um, I think I love the way you put that. I think that you are a party crowd host. Which is really interesting because I came from a very loungy environment. Really? Yeah. Oh my I'm very gosh. like so <laughs> yeah, so the first show that I ever played at. Um, was literally a hotel lounge okay. inside of a Clarion Hotel mm. in Little Yakima, Washington, it, right? You live in Washington? Yeah, Yakima, Washington. Yakima, okay. Tiny town. Um, it's basically, if you look at the state of Washington, it's right in the middle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're about two and a half hours inland from Seattle and like about three hours towards the coast from Spokane. So like okay. basically central. Yeah. Um, but at this hotel lounge... I can't remember what our capacity was. I want to say it was like 97 people or something, right? So that's still, that's pretty. It's not bad. No. Right. But we would hit capacity like day after day after day on the weekends. We were there Fridays and Saturdays for a good stretch of time. Um, and I remember like every time I saw that sign go up, you know, we're at capacity bar, you know, like the bar is basically full. No one else can come in. Mm-hmm. Um it, it made me so happy and like right. so bummed the at the goal. same time because I was like really sad for the people who would go by and could obviously tell that everyone was in there having fun. And yeah. we're like, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. But Come like, earlier. Right. But this tiny, tiny bar would be making like thousands on thousands in sales. Yeah, that's crazy. Just off of people coming in and singing karaoke, um, <laughs> which like to me, I loved it being such an intimate environment because that's where that's where I first started. Uh, not just started playing, but like that's where I first started attending and singing too. Right. And so it felt safe because it's a little like the lights are more dim. It's kind of moody. Yeah, you're on stage, but like the audience is kind of dark, so it's not as intimidating. Right. Um, and the expectation isn't like... And the drinks are strong, so that helps. <laughs> you get a little extra courage. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. You were saying the temptation of... No, the... um the expectation oh. of the performance isn't mm-hmm. like crazy. Yeah. It's just, you're just going and having fun. Right. right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so a lot of times what would happen um, with the person who was hosting there is that person would go through like one rotation of singers and then do a dance break because there were a lot of people who were coming out to that venue where they wanted to interact with the music mm-hmm. by observing the singers but then, like, there were some line dances they wanted. Then then there were some um, just, like, 
party songs that they wanted. Right. Um, you know, you're like Nicki Minaj and kind of too short, that kind of stuff. Or you don't right? want to be Lil locked John. in. You don't want to be locked into only karaoke. Right. Mixing right. it up is good. Exactly. In that environment for yep. sure. Yep. So the host would play like um, short portions of songs in between the singers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hate dead air. We There's hate no such thing dead as dead air. air. No. Um, I think we've both been to karaoke shows that have dead air and it like, I'll speak for myself. It makes me insane. Oh, no. I'm I, like, please, like, I'm at like, least give me elevator level, music. Yeah, my anxiety level is like, do, 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 yeah. do, do, do. Yeah, you're like, like what's wrong? What's, what's wrong? Play music. Next? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, not the sure. suspense that you want to build. No, uh, no. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, so then at the end of every rotation, you know, it was the end of the rotation because there'd be a dance set, right? Oh, yeah, So yeah. if there was a long rotation, then there were fewer dance sets or we'd just like break up, break it up. Mm-hmm. And then with a short rotation nights, it was pretty cool because if you only have like five singers in the place and like oh yeah, 60 dancers, then you just have a little bit of karaoke and a lot of dancing, Love which that. works out too because then like your ratios make sense because mm-hmm. if you have like – five singers and then everybody else wants to dance and all you do is karaoke all night, you're not serving the rest of the people like right. you could. Right. So that, that was honestly pretty cool um, of a dynamic to see, but the environment itself was very loungy, especially towards the beginning of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, you, a lot of like the Sarah Burrell's Nora Jonesy kind of stuff um, and ballads upon ballads upon ballads. Really? Yeah. So, Tell me about your level of singers. Was it just every it level? It was all over the place. All over? All over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one gal who, I think like on Earth 529, was probably like your sister or something. Because <laughs> she was a perfor- she was like a vocalist, um, had a band uh-huh. and everything. And so she would come in and just blow everybody's socks you off. if you're watching this. And you're, right? my, you're my secret sister. Yes. Shout out to Jessica Beeman. I love you, babe. Okay. We have um, a name. Yeah. <laughs> And it's kind of cool. Her and her now husband actually met um, singing karaoke, which I thought was so sweet. Oh, that is cute. But yeah. I've definitely had those moments. It's, it's, isn't it precious? The love moments. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it, it it's extra special because as a karaoke host, you know the people in attendance, particularly in areas like Salt Lake City or like Yakima where – there's a lot of recurring patronage. Yes. Um, in yes. Charleston, we see so much turnover, which is exciting and fun as a host because no two nights are ever going to be the same. Never the same. However, I do kind of miss that that personal that connection. chunk of regulars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that like they become your friends. They do. Uh, and and mm. what's nice is that you get to know their names because yeah. they're putting their names in. So I do miss that as a DJ. Like mm-hmm. I recognize faces really well, but. I don't have my cheat sheet of names. I have names, no idea what your right? name is. <laughs> no yep. idea. Yep. And I feel bad because everybody knows my name. Uh-huh. And I don't know. Like Yes, but but it's obvious to everyone what your name is. Yes. Baxter. But And it's on our laptops, it like it's is, all over. Like, so And it's important. And it but I do try really hard to like to go out of my way to say hi to people yeah. if I recognize them. But I don't have my cheat sheet from karaoke. No. I will say I'm You're like, that. hey, buddy. Yep. Hey, babe. I remember you, you from like... that place with the thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know you understand that. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, I've even had it happen in the airport. People will be like at the gate and I'm like, they're so out of context for me. I'm just like, who are, are you? <laughs> do I know you from like the grocery store? Like, what? How do I know you? I know. Like, are you, do you live in my neighborhood? Do you go to my kid's school? Like, what? Uh-huh. what which way is it? I'm just always like, oh, hey, right. how are you? Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel bad. I do You're feel bad. You're friendly back because yeah. you're not going to be rude. I want to so, know people. I want to know them. Yeah. On a more personal level. As a DJ, I don't always get that. 
That's true. Except for at weddings. Sometimes, sometimes you do feel like more separate mm-hmm. from folks. Yeah. Wedding, weddings are special, honestly. Um, and I've been doing weddings for a long time now, but, uh, a few people have asked like, Aaron, when are you going to stop doing weddings? Like we see that you really love nightclubs and like really enjoying the nightlife. Um, my answer, and I literally just said this this last weekend at a wedding because mm-hmm. someone was like, are you always going to be doing weddings? And I was like, I will do, I will continue to DJ weddings until I stop getting goosebumps at them. Yes. Like every single or wedding. Yeah. <laughs> every single wedding I've done has had at least one goosebumps moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if, if that ever stops, then I'll know it's time. And you want to know why? It's because it's your job mm-hmm. to make the goosebumps. So if you don't get yeah. the goosebumps... You're not doing your job. That's also true. That's also true. But like this, so we're going to side tangent because that's what we squirrel like around it. here. I like it. Um, I was in Seattle this last weekend doing a wedding uh, in collaboration with Orion Entertainment. Okay. And this couple was just like the sweetest um, elderly lesbian Jewish couple, right? So there were a lot of things going on with this wedding. Yeah, sounds like it. And one of the brides... I'm going to get choked up now just thinking about it. Um, one of the brides, she's like a film major and just like very media and techie. I didn't know girl could sing. Okay. So she sang her portion of the vows to her betrothed. And it was the most beautiful thing. We all just started like trying like she not. she wrote a song? She, she took a song I think that already existed. Okay. I could be wrong. Um, but, but it was like very vow-like lyrics, right? Okay. And she sang that. Just acapella. Uh huh. Well, no, she sang it um, with a keyboard accompaniment. So, of course, I'm involved okay. because you know right. I was running the mic, uh-huh. and then like I had plugged in the keyboard through my system, but I didn't create that moment. Not really. No. Like, well, I mean, it, it's just an honor to be a part of, though. Exactly. You know? Like you helped facilitate mm-hmm. it. You helped um, orchestrate. Right. You know what I mean. So, right. um, and just like, and a lot of people they they understand that they want those moments, but they don't know how to create them. Mm-hmm. So it's our job. To, to say, hey, that is a good idea. Yeah. Or, you know what, would make it even better? Imagine this, sure. right? That's, that's the beauty of, of the, wedding, um, the wedding DJ thing, right? It's so special, man. Uh, I, I definitely cry at every wedding. I, I really do. So you're saying all this is waterproof mascara going on oh, over 100%. here? Oh, 100%. <laughs> I never wear not waterproof <laughs> mascara. 100%. Now we know why. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, um, moving from nightlife to weddings, mm-hmm. right, um, was such a big deal for me uh, because a lot of the energy at clubs, especially at the end of the night, a lot of times it, it would be kind of negative. Um, mm. There's a lot of people at bars, you know, that come out because they're lonely, because, you know, mm. whatever. And a lot of people will vent that to the DJ, right? Like, I, I mean, we've touched base on this before, but you get a lot of people who want to tell you about their their stories and you know where I'm so sympathetic, you know, I yeah. I love all my people and I want to hear it. A lot of times I would I would come home and it's I would heavy. just be drained. It's heavy. Exactly. Yeah. I don't I don't get that at weddings. Right. And, and weddings you know, is celebration. And I come home like I come home from a wedding mm-hmm. and all I want to do is just like make love to my husband. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm so serious. <laughs> because I'm just like, look at this. Man, like they just did their vows. Like it reminds me of my wedding, and it's just like, and all I want to do is just like be feel that lovey feeling, right? Because there's so much in the world that's like negative, Mm -hmm. but in weddings, like it's all the positive things, and to see like all these people, like I love toasts. Um, I know a lot of people don't like the toasts, but hear me out. Um, where I'm from, the religious weddings, they don't have that. 
Mm. Right. So um, I'll, I'll get a little bit personal here. So my own wedding, um, we were married by uh, a bishop okay. um, in our church, in my family's church, which, mm-hmm. you know, we're not super involved in that at all, at, like at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did get married by a bishop in the church and we weren't allowed to do vows. Like we were not allowed to exchange vows because of the way that they, I don't know. So what were their vows, but they were just prescripted? No. By not you? There were uh, no vows well, at all? Like, I how did that work? You know, I really don't know because <laughs> I did what was necessary. Uh-huh. Uh, the bishop said his piece, but we were not allowed to exchange vows. Interesting. And so um, at the end, I actually, I did write a song and I, I performed it for my husband. That's kind of what we did. Um, goosebumps right after. now. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Um, and in fact, we, I recorded it. It's my yeah. wedding video. Like <gasps> I have it on my profile. Like you, you can hear it. It's, I, w- I want to hear it. Yeah. I, I'm going to show you. It's, That's so special. I, I'm, I'm proud of it a little bit. I, All I right, have my so guitar. Can we like, cut in a clip of that uh, so that everyone can see? Okay. All right. Cut here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Boink. Wait, did it work? There oh, we there go. It is. We there added, it is. Okay. we added a marker <laughs> and um, we're back. Yes. And we're back. Yeah, so um, I had my guitar, and um, that that was how I did vows. But yeah. there was a lot of weddings that I went to where, so when they get married in the temple, which is mm-hmm. where most religious people get married, yeah. I was never, I've never been inside the temple for yeah. a, in, a wedding, like in the ceremony. Mormon temple. Yes, yeah. the ceremony I was never a part of. So okay. when I was DJing weddings, I never got to see oh. the speeches mm-hmm. or like things like that. So moving here and seeing how they do the weddings here, I absolutely soak up when your sister your best friend your best man like mm-hmm. your parents like have these glorious stories and like you i know i'm tearing up right now you she really is they like just hearing that and like feeling oh, wow. those moments like i don't know it just it's it feels it fills my soul yeah right like i want that positivity and i want that in my life and there's like where else can you get it right like if you don't have like a good mm-hmm. place to get to, to feel those good emotions and have people say like truly from their heart, those things yeah. like that's just speaks to my soul. It really just does. It's, it's such a special gift and like an honor to be there for these heartfelt moments. Right. Right. Like it's not like you received to get a, a guest invite to attend. You're, you're, a, you're attending people. in a facilitator role. Yeah. But you get this like really cool snapshot view into their life and like, into the, their background of mm-hmm. how they became to be who they are and how and what they mean to each other and to their families. Like, it's really, it's really cool. Now, I will say, um, so I went from karaoke hosting to lots of weddings, mm-hmm. lots of, lots of, lots of, lots of, lots of weddings. <laughs> um, and then from there, once I moved to Charleston is when I started doing a lot more nightlife. Okay. So that's really only been since 2021. Um, I mean, I was doing like bars and pubs type of stuff, but not not like downtown King Street right. nightclub. Right. Really. Your yeah. dance club. Exactly. And cause they don't really exist. Yakima is kind of more of, <laughs> it's more of like a country town. Oh, they don't exist in it's, Yakima? <laughs> it's... They're there, but they're on. It's a different. It's a different vibe. Yeah, definitely. Um, this we're talking about like a largely agricultural area. Mm-hmm. So do they have country bars there? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably more than here with, with is... line dancing and the whole. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. Okay. Um, you would probably be right at home, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Road trip. <laughs> Or maybe we could fly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Road yeah, trip We can, like, in the fly yes. to Seattle and then drive for, like, the t- two and a half hours. <laughs> but um, I forgot what I was even going to say. Oh, yeah. So with with weddings, um, 
a couple things I've I've learned is one I did reach a burnout point on karaoke hosting where mm-hmm. I was I was hosting five to six days a week. Wow. Um, That's a lot. Yeah, and it just started not being fun anymore, mm-hmm. and it it felt like I don't even want to leave the house for this. Um, I felt drained, like I had no more energy, no more like soul to kind of give to it. Um, and pulling back out of that and doing more weddings and less nightlife stuff for one, obviously in case y'all didn't know, um, weddings are much more lucrative than a karaoke show. Right. Um, but you're, you're also doing more like there's, there's more at stake. This is somebody's wedding day. Right. Right. Uh, so financially I was able to cut out about half of my karaoke schedule, um, with adding like a consistent, pretty much wedding every weekend. That's awesome. Uh, I will say my burnout point on weddings happened when I was doing multiple weddings a weekend. So, uh, right now I avoid that at all costs. Um, I really believe that I need to show up as my best full self to each wedding and to each event, honestly, like even if it is like a little karaoke event or a little nightlife event. That's what separates you from like your average DJ. That's why you're worth more is Mm -hmm. because you do have a strong belief that every event should get your full self and all of your energy. And you put so much into your shows. Like I've seen it. So like I get really hyped. Yes, so hype. Which You're, this is this this is not the performer. Like <laughs> I'm very different on stage, aren't we all? Well, no, not all. Of no, us are. no, you're pretty consistent. Oh, I'm. I, I, <laughs> this is me always. <laughs> but um, no, I think I think that's that's what makes you such a good DJ. Yeah, not everybody you. can do that. Yeah. Well, I think not everyone has that perspective to do that either. Right. It's it's um, a choice. It is. Mm-hmm. And and for me. You know, I'm like, I, I feel better. I like, I'm happier when I rest my head on my pillow, when I'm doing fewer events and doing a really high quality mm-hmm. presentation. Like, um, I want to show up as my absolute best every single time. Um, and I'm ashamed to say that there have been weddings that I've DJed where I'll be like on my way to the wedding, having to look up the couple's name and remind myself whose wedding I'm even celebrating that mm-hmm. day. Uh, and when I hit that point, like, it really hurt my heart mm-hmm. because I felt like, oh, no, these people deserve way better. And I can't allow them to become just another name. Right. Um, you know, like Mr. and Mrs. Blah, 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 Mr. and Mrs. Blah, blah, blah. Like it's an honor to be wanted that much. Right. right? To, mm-hmm. to have that much interest in people booking you that they would want to book for multiple weddings a weekend. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's just. Like I would rather do nightlife, nightlife, nightlife wedding, right? Where I can still stay busy, um, but when it's 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 just such a a big moment in folks' life mm-hmm. that I feel like I owe it to them and to myself um, to really show up as yeah. the best I can be. And for those who've who've seen me perform, like it's not that I'm showing up in you know a full professional face of makeup. It's that like. I'm showing up in like my best energy. It's right? all about the like, energy. Because I'm, I'm not the glam girl. I'm really not. <laughs> you got that on lock. Beauty with Baxter coming up soon. Uh, but hey. but uh, shameless plug. <laughs> uh, but for me, like it, it's really performance based. Yeah. Like it, it's less. I mean, obviously, you know, my attire is, is yes. good and like footwear and all these things. But um, shout out to Mike Tech for all the Jordans. Yeah. And my honey. Um <laughs> But you like, always look really good. Thank you. Like I have not seen you like not look really good. I appreciate that. You have that. A, a natural beauty about you. Thanks. So 
Um, and uh, also, there's there is beauty in energy, yeah. right? Like, and you, see, that's the thing to me is like if I if I show up and my energy's at like eighty percent, I don't. I'm not even having that great of a time. Even eighty percent is still pretty high. Yeah, compared like, to like some things that I've seen. I mean, I I was down to I would say like thirty okay. for a while, and it, it just wasn't good. Yeah. Um. And I felt exhausted and depleted and I wasn't taking care of myself because I was like just generally low. Mm-hmm. Um, moving really helped that. Same. And I think to me it was, it was just time to kind of hit the big old reset button. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I moved from Yakima to Seattle, lived there for about a year. Um, that was right around COVID time when I left Yakima. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from Seattle, I started traveling down to Charleston a lot. And then more and more and more. And we actually moved here, like, what, the same month? Same, almost the same month. Because I came in October. You came in. No, I came in October, too. At the end of October. But I I don't really count it because I was airbnb because my house wasn't finished. So I wasn't working. But your body was here, right? My body was physically here. Yes. So then. (laughs) October 2021. Yeah. Yeah. That's when all the cool people moved in. Right? Big changes happened in October. Huge. For whatever reason. And it's almost October. It is almost October. I wonder what big change is happening this year. Yee. We'll have to keep you guys posted. Yeah. I mean, we are here doing a podcast. We are here. That's pretty big. Having a blast. <laughs> it is. It is. And it's only going to get better. Um, 100%. But for you, like, what what was it for you with the wedding? So you said um, kind of getting to see more of the intimate personal details. It sounds like before uh, when you would do a wedding after, like, the ceremony had been in the tabernacle or whatever, um, that basically you were you were DJing for an after party, correct? So it, it was like dance, maybe dinner. So, I mean, if we we'll, if we we'll, we get into the nitty gritty, so the temple is only for people who hold a temple recommend. Okay, right. So there was a lot of people that didn't get to attend the ceremony. Mm-hmm. So the reception, like we didn't have dinners. Like dinner wasn't part. It wasn't of the a reception. sit down dinner kind of thing. Mm-mm. It was just some like of them, music and dancing. I mean, some of them did. They just would have like mostly snacks or like okay. kind of food, but it was just kind of like a buffet table yeah. where, you know, your grandma and your aunts and whatever would all just like do this sure. spread. There was okay. not really catering. Like some hearty hors d'oeuvres, picnic ca- yeah. or like potluck kind they of had, style. Yeah. And they would, they had this big dance floor, but like the, the, the people that would come, mm-hmm. they, we didn't have a great environment for dancing. Now I do mm-hmm. think that that has morphed. I think that Utah as a whole is realizing the the bubble that they've been stuck in. Sure. And it could have just been like where I was. It could have been just like the the surroundings that I was in because mm-hmm. I was in the bubble too. Um, but you know, as a musician, as somebody who who has felt the the change that happens in your soul from yeah. music and, you know, having that passion and a, a chance to, to, to feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to bring that to people. And, yeah. you know, when I started doing these weddings and it was just like, how do I get these people to do, you know, to have fun? Mm-hmm. Because I could see a lot of people not wanting to go on the dance floor, not wanting yeah. to participate. In how, how do you pull the sticks out there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I had never seen it done. That's the thing is I only knew what I felt and what I wanted people to feel. And that's really what started yeah. all of it for me was, you know, and and it started with karaoke. It yeah. really did. I mean, and it started with singing and okay. being a performer. 
is I would get the crowd because of my my musical, uh-huh. blah, 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 blah. And, you know, wanting the crowd to do more because I knew they could feel it. Mm-hmm. I knew they could feel it, but they didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Right? They would just sit there. They would watch in their seats. And then they would clap at the end, you know, and then I'd get all this feedback afterwards. Sure. But it's like, I don't want that after. You don't want them to just I appreciate it- the performance. You want them to, like, participate in the, in the yeah. moment. And yeah. And I want you to do it now. Do it uh-huh. with me. Let's have a moment. Mm-hmm. And so um, that really became like a what an obsession for me was to get these people to have an experience and and the the reason why I really like weddings is because you know I put the time in right at the start mm-hmm. like my prep work for a wedding that's that is why it costs so much to yeah. do a wedding is because you're getting consultations you're getting my knowledge you're getting my passion you're getting all those right. things and we're sharing a vision uh-huh. you're telling me what you want and I'm helping you to achieve that right um, and then at the at the dance portion, we already have a relationship. Mm-hmm. We already know each other enough that, you know, I, I already know if you want to be stuck on someone's shoulders and hoisted into the air. Sure. Or if you maybe don't want that and, you know, but also maybe you do want that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so would that be your ideal client? The, the kind. The, the, the one that would love to be like hoisted up on somebody's shoulder? I would say yes. Okay. I would say that I definitely want to be with people who want to party at yeah. the end. Um, I, I I still think that the the reserved crowd is still my crowd because they want to party too. Mm-hmm. I am married to an introvert. Right. Okay. You like, understand introverts. I do because yeah. just because you're introverted and maybe you don't want to be as big and loud and flashy as I am doesn't mean you don't want to feel those feelings. Yeah. Right. They still want to feel those feelings. They just don't want to necessarily like have everybody staring at them because it makes them nervous or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, being able to give them that experience still, like in some cases it means more. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So yes and no, I, I'll, t- I'll take them all. I'll take them all. And I just want to give everybody an experience. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I want I from a wedding. It. What do you want from a wedding? There you have it folks. <laughs> um, for me, I really love working with folks who have a diverse taste in music. Okay. Um, I know I've I've mentioned it before when we were talking about open format. Like mm-hmm. I I despise being stuck in one genre all event long. I'll do it if I have to. <laughs> I don't love it don't at think... all. Like variety is is my cup of tea. Um I'm always I've always been and I always will be the sing-alongs person. Mm-hmm. Um I started performing on stage singing at age three oh, there you with go. my church. So like I was in choir forever in a day. Been in stage productions. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, I've done a lot of like the be- the behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. with stage productions too, uh, and that's where I learned that I actually really do enjoy um, designing lighting and doing uh, some film stuff as well. Where did you do all that? Like through the church in in Yakima. In okay. Yep. Yep. Um, so I started, like I said, really young when I was like three, I was in the kids choir. We've got VHS tape of it somewhere. Uh, it's definitely not digitized. Sorry. But, you know, through youth choir and then adult choir, and then I learned to play the drums and was playing drums for youth group a bunch. Um, I've just always been kind of in the, in the musical production realm. Uh, but you know, like learning things like how to properly roll XLR cable. Right. Um, you know, how to adjust, you know, somebody's microphone quickly when it's peaking or when mm-hmm. like when it's squealing, uh, that type of thing has has made me a better who I am now. Mm-hmm. Right. Like all those years of practice. Um, 
and the ability to like walk into a room and understand where the speaker placement needs to be was huge too. Um, Cause we would do like traveling events and stuff with the church or where there would be like, um, Oh, a women's conference and we're going to this place, but we're taking all our gear with us. So we got to set it up so that the conference has like PA systems and then like music for the band and this and all. And that everybody that. can hear and there's not a weird echo mm-hmm. and there's, you know, not a super bassy moment. Like, right. like, what's going on? Right. I remember the first time I stepped up to like the giant soundboard, I felt so tiny, but also so powerful. I was like, right? <laughs> this is going to be fun. And then instantly I was just like, okay, but this is really overwhelming. <laughs> um, and then just, you know, learning as I went along, um, that it's it's not actually that scary. And the whole reason that there's all the buttons and knobs is so that I know exactly where I can go to each one to do each specific thing. And then it just felt really empowering. Right. It's crazy how many aspects of DJ and audio and mm-hmm. hosting and entertainment, like all the things, all encompassing the experience that each one of us holds. Right. Like it's so, it's it's such a deep black hole of yeah. knowledge. Uh-huh. Um, and that's why it's it's really interesting so, because I went to school. Mm-hmm. Like I, I went to school for vocal, but right. a job opened up. I did the same thing. Well, yeah. A job opened up for stage crew. Love it. Right? And that's how I mm-hmm. started, you know, found out that I was even interested in that because mm-hmm. I was only ever on the performance side. Mm-hmm. I was never on the back end yeah. side. Oh, I love the back end. Like it, yeah. it's fun for me, all the problem solving, all the like organizational stuff. The um, gear lugging, not so much, but like, I hate gear lugging. Mm, Anytime I, I can it. get some muscle, like I'm like, help me. Yeah, I I'm definitely that person. Flutter your eyelashes <laughs> a little bit. But <laughs> no, but it's so interesting, like that you had the same experience, mm-hmm. right? Figuring out that the back end actually is kind of super cool. Yeah. And and it's very involved too. And and it's rewarding, um, but not in a way that I get a bunch of accolades. It's mm-hmm. rewarding in a way that I know this performance couldn't have gone off and wouldn't have been as good if I wasn't involved by doing my piece. Right. So, you know, when, when, I mean, you've done weddings by yourself, I've done weddings by myself. And, and in that, in that case, you really are the one man show mm-hmm. or one woman show. One I'm sorry. Woman show. <laughs> uh, because you know, you're lugging in all your gear, Most setting of everything my weddings up, are alone. doing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing all the executing of everything by yourself, tearing it down and then, uh, moving along. But, um, you know, you're also doing all the planning well, by yourself, which is exactly it's a lot. It's a lot of hours and a lot of a lot of invisible hours, I would say, Be like like not visible by the audience. Right. Right. People think, that go oh, in, it's a five hour wedding. It, oh, it's a five hour job. No, it's not. Nope. That's that's a 10 to 20 hour job. Easily. Easy. Easy. If not, if not more, especially mm-hmm. like when I started and I had to like when I had to start learning all these different genres, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm from Utah. We have a very different taste in music. Yeah. And, you know, you guys <laughs> helped a lot in my exposure, my culture shock that I went through moving here. I love it. Shout out, drop the mic. Yeah, shout out, drop the mic. Um, but I think that's one, another reason why this job can be so fulfilling uh-huh. is because you get, you know, you get the the satisfaction of yeah. the crowd but also on the back end like mm-hmm. a job well done you put your lights in the right place you put your sound in the right place yeah. your setup looks great you did all the back end stuff like there's so much more to it than mm-hmm. just having the crowd like you, you yeah know what i mean it's pretty gratifying mm-hmm. like i've i've known a lot of djs to say that their favorite um like their favorite compliment is wow that music was so great like i danced my ass off mm-hmm. right what what is it for you Again, it's 
mine is about the energy level. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we had such a good time. Like, especially if it's people that don't go out very often yeah. or may have been uncomfortable. Um, like just recently, so the very first um couple that that I did their wedding that I, you know, I booked them mm-hmm. and then I, I went through the process and I did their wedding all by myself. Like that was my very first one. Yeah. They're the the parents, like the moms and the grandma, they have come out to like my club to see me because I, that's so we beautiful. Made, yeah, we made such a good connection. And yeah. it's it definitely I don't I don't think it was really their scene. Like mm-hmm. they came to honky tonk. And, but, but they came for you. They came for me. Yeah. And we we bonded that way. And mm-hmm. I think they would come again. I, I do. like, And I don't really, I don't care if it's not their scene. What is, I mean, it's so relative, right? I We made it their scene mm-hmm. because they came and we played the same song that we jammed out to at the wedding. I was just like, oh, yeah, you guys are here. And the, the grandma, um, uh yeah, she she loves the song "Forever" by Chris Brown, right? Because yeah. she saw it on a TikTok, oh, and it was cute. like it was so cute. It Granny's really was on so TikTok. Cute. Yeah, she's on TikTok, and that that was her song. She's yeah. like, it was just it moved me. So I played okay. it at Honky Tonk, and we danced, and we filmed mm-hmm. ourselves. It's on my it's on my Instagram. You can that's see it awesome. yourself. But having having those kind of connections, mm-hmm. like that's what makes it for me. You know what I mean? I love it. So that's my satisfaction. That's super beautiful. Mm. Hell yeah, the the connections are huge. The connections are huge. Um, I think one of my favorite compliments in nightlife has been, "I'm bringing I'm bringing my friends, and we're coming back next week." Yep. Like, Mm -hmm. just that that resolve and strength in their voice to to be like, "Yep." Not only was this fun tonight, but that but that they want to also share it with the people that they care about, Um, because that that means a lot to me. Like, uh, just like you said earlier, I've had folks come up to me at the end of the night with like sob stories and the whole thing. I think part of that is that we're extra approachable because we're female. It, oh, definitely. And because our energy is like pretty warm and welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I've had people tell me like these Crimea River stories in the middle of my set too. And and Yay! it can be difficult managing. It is. Right. Um, I think so I have a I have a lot of work history in physical therapy. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I've had a lot of practice getting people to do hard things or things that they don't want to do but in, in a kind way so that they don't actually hate me for it. <laughs> right. So I feel like I, I draw heavily on those skills in oh, those, yeah. in those times where I'm like, Hey, um, you know, really sorry that that happened to you. And I need to focus. Yes. <laughs> so, yep. you know, just, just, uh, interacting with people in the moment. Here's a but, good idea. Go get another drink girl. And I'm going to play a song for you. You get out there on the dance floor and yeah. I'm going to play a song just for you. There you go. That's kind of one of my go-tos I is like, like your place is down there and I'm going to play you a song and I'm going to let you get that out in the way that you're supposed to. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. It's it's all about tactful. It's tricky. Mm, It's tricky. Uh, tricky. I had a gal come up to me one. Actually, this has happened a few times. Um, and they're like, we're here for celebrating my divorce. Yep. I've had that. Can can you play a divorce song? And I was like, (sighs) all right. Um, I have a fun one. What do you, what do you play? I'll tell you what it's, I played. It's a what song. Did you, what did you well, play? it depends. Um, it's one that not everybody knows, but it's really easy to sing to. It's called "Fuck You" by Lily Allen. Um, have you heard it? Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you very, very much. Like, I, I don't even have to play the full song. Mm-hmm. I just play that that whole little bit, um, and I and I I will speak over the top. Like, sure, this is for all the single ladies and the newly. 
divorce ladies right. like blah blah blah. Yeah, the, I, the I newly know. re-single. Yeah, yeah, the newly re-single. Um, this is this is for you. And or there's also it depends on the bar. Like yeah, I can buy my own drinks. You know, yeah, yeah. you got to you got to know your crowd, know your environment mm-hmm. for sure. There's a bunch. What's yours? What's um, yours? well, the one that I used in this instance was from Beyonce, that irreplaceable. Oh, right to the left, yes. to the left, and it, it was interesting because of the the way that this was timed was in the middle of a really high energy set, mm-hmm. um, but it, it timed out cool because I had started to notice that the crowd was getting really hot and sweaty, oh, um, yeah. and that that particular dance floor area tends to get very warm with all the body heat. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's not really a lot of air circulation uh, because it's an older building and everything. Are you talking about pro mm-hmm. prohibition? And so I was like, you know what? I think this is a great time to like chill things out for a moment. Folks who want to step away from the dance floor, they can get a drink, which means I'm racking up sales yep. for the bar. Mm-hmm. You know, these are things that we all think about yep. when we're DJing for clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just we ought to show up and get the crowd hype. Yep. Um, it's make that money. Yeah. Well, it's, well, it's make money for us, but make money for them. Yeah. Right? Like you don't want to just do banger, 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 because then, oh, I don't really don't want to miss this song. But yeah. then you get people that are like passing out. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I also want to space things out for the bar because I'm not trying to slam the bartenders by giving them a huge rush right. of people mm-hmm. and then like nobody right. for the next 10 songs. Right. Um, so when, when I hit this irreplaceable, um, I... Of course, like you said, you know, you've got to you've got to be on the mic and lead it in. Otherwise, anyone listening is going to be like, what in the crap is the Mm -hmm. DJ thinking? Mm -hmm. Uh, So introducing the song um, was was huge. But I was amazed, honestly, at how well it hit, because let's face it. Who around here has not <laughs> been that jaded lover at one point in their life? Irreplaceable. Yeah. And it's like. We all need a we all need a reminder that we are badass. Mm-hmm. And even though homie went his own way or whatever the case, like they're never gonna find another one like me. No. So no. you know, again, it, it for me it just comes back to it's almost like humanitarian. Like I, I like to just like reach out and like help bring people See, up. I like your perspective of it. Like mm-hmm. I definitely took the Yeah. <laughs> well, but that also works and I have heard I have had people ask for the CeeLo Green oh, F you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but that's more of like a karaoke thing because they want to sing it, sing it. I don't think that's... I've ever played that in a club, actually. We should try it. Yep. Yep, that's it. going on a track yep. list soon. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I think we're about at our time. We are. We should wrap. And as much as we could we might keep even talking. Be yeah. to throw in a part three on this one. Yeah, <laughs> as much as we could keep talking to y'all forever, we will be back. 100%. Guys, thank thanks you so, so much, much for, for tuning doing. in. Make sure you subscribe and yeah. like and share and, and do all the things. All the things. Yes. If there's someone you think we should feature, we want to hear about that too. And if there's someone you know who needs to hear what we've been talking about, definitely. Hook, if you have hook a story, like we want to hear your stories too. Yeah, like, that'd be cool. What's a story that you had on the dance floor that like that that the was day the DJ impactful. changed my life? Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear that. When did the DJ change your life? Let us know.